We're back. Graveyard Shift Movie Podcast, episode number 64. This week, it was Tyler's pick. Uh, and he was coming off the heels of one of the worst movies we've ever watched. So the bar was set extremely low for, for whatever he picked. Uh, and he picked a movie called Green Room from 2015. Uh, star, I don't know the guy's name that died. Anton something. I can't pronounce it. What? What is he like? Polish? <laughs> I think he's Russian. Maybe. Anyway, and Patrick Stewart is in it. Shout out, Patrick Stewart. But uh, Green Room from 2015. I think it's Yelchin. Yeah. This is, by he's... the way. Oh, go ahead. He's Russian. Okay. This is, by the way, the last movie he made before he died. So, um, my fucking ear hurts like this. Oh, is that sympathy pain for dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, this movie, so, you texted me when you were, like, ten minutes into it, and you were like, man, what a fucking good premise for a movie, right? And the movie yeah. hadn't even really started. Yeah, it hadn't, but you could tell, like, the setup of where, well, when you watch horror movies like we do, uh -huh. you could tell, like, not what was going to happen, but... Like, this is the way that they move the boat in the yeah. direction or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. It was decent. And, like, I, I agreed with you. And part of me was really sad. that Because watching it, you know it's going to take a turn. And part of me was sad because I was like, man, if, he, if this guy just made a movie that was just this, like, punk rock band, you know, trying to siphon gas to all their different, you know... I would so I was really scared whenever the change was going to pop up that I wasn't going to yeah. like it as much. Uh, we'll get to. I don't know how you feel about when the change comes. This movie was right up my fucking alley. I I really like this movie. Uh, I'm gonna to be fair. Go ahead. You are an A twenty four fan. I am an A twenty four fan. Yeah. And that uh, being said, this wasn't an A twenty four movie at all to me. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because most A twenty four movies are fucking out there. Like, yeah, just, yeah. It. This is probably the most grounded one we've. Like, there's nothing supernatural or anything in this movie. It's people, which we'll get into. Uh, but I'm gonna slap a, a big old eight on this one, Tyler. Yeah, so. it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, um, there's a couple see. things that uh, keep it from getting. I don't know. You're trying to wait for you to drink because you're stopping and nodding. But, um, a couple things that, like, I think, I don't want to say bring it, well, yeah, I'm going to say bring it down. It doesn't ruin the movie at all, uh -huh. but it's just shit I didn't like. But, uh, I think, it, like, seven to eight, for sure, I think it's even a great movie for anyone. Yeah. Um, this is a slight spoiler, but there's, like, it, it's them versus, like, some skinhead alt-right like uh -huh. well i mean if you uh, yeah if you look up the movie that's in the, the, yeah. the description so so like i guess that's something that you wouldn't want to expose like your kids to or whatever yeah and, it, and it's a pretty gruesome movie so it's probably not for mm -hmm. younger folks to begin with but like anyone 14 and up right this movie just slams yeah like it, it'd be good stuff to watch yeah so. and it even had an oh boy oh fuck moment so yeah I don't know if I said yet, but I'm giving it a seven. Okay. 
Maybe an eight. Like it's in between. Uh-huh. I guess you could say seven point five. But... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, spoiler warning for Green Room. I recommend this is a recommend from Old Tommy. I got the Blu-ray on the way. <laughs> it's a it's a Blu-ray movie. You can chalk it up. Uh, one day when uh, I get better at editing, I'm gonna have like a when that we're gonna have title cards. You know, when best of worst stuff pops up, and then if it's a Blu-ray movie, it's gonna and something's gonna pop up. But but anyway, I recommend go check it out before you listen to this or just listen. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Green Room 2015, spoiler warning, you've been warned. Uh, yeah, so like I said, like the first 10, 15 minutes alone just got me. It was everything I was into. It was just like the this punk rock stuff. It was them. The first scene of the movie is them waking up in a cornfield that uh, their driver during the night had fallen asleep and they just drove off the road into a cornfield. And so uh, us being, uh, I'm gonna call us horror professionals now. Okay. Since we've been doing this for like a year and a half. Well, we've been watching horror movies our whole lives, but mm-hmm. were you like, oh boy, here we go straight into it? <laughs> Let's go, you know? Like, yeah, no, I didn't know. Oh, we've, been, we've been watching a lot of Chainsaw lately, too. So uh-huh. I was like, here, oh, strap in, boys. It's a big one. And yeah. it really has nothing to do with the movie at all. Yeah, like, I think uh, I did expect, like, I thought it was going to be one of the things where you see the car in the cornfield and then like you would go in the rest of the movie it would and then lead up to that moment where they're in the cornfield and you would see what was happening. But no, that was just the beginning of the movie. They just drove off the road during the night. The guy literally fell asleep at the wheel and instead of crashing and dying or anything bad happening, he just ended up in a cornfield. Yeah, like uh and yeah, they wake up and they're like, "Oh no, that's crazy." But, like, if they were anywhere, it could have wound up pretty bad, but, uh, yeah, wound up all right for them. So then, uh, go ahead. My question. All right. Is, and this is weird, this is kind of jumping ahead, but it seemed like they wanted this movie in the past, but there's one point in the film where it obviously shows that this is a current day movie. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what it is, but I know what you're talking about, where the, it seems like it's supposed to be in the past. The interviewer but has, the like, interview. a state-of-the-art, like, uh, voice recorder. Like, well, yeah, he has that, and he also asks them why they don't have any social media presence. Yeah, yeah. so you're like, what? Yeah. Which, they, that they could have made this an 80s movie, right? And it would yeah. have been perfect. Yeah. Like, it still would have worked. Which, so. uh, that social media question would come back to, you know, to... Bite him in the ass? Yeah, to bite him in... Because, uh, they, they do an interview at the beginning of this, um, with this guy who... I'm assuming he's putting this interview somewhere. I think he works for a radio station, um, and he's in charge of getting them into play somewhere, um... But he does an interview with them, and, like, he asks them, you know, why why don't you have any social media presence? doesn't really sound like these people upload their music online, either. They're sort Because of, uh, the first thing the guy, you know, he's like, you working on new material? And the girl's like, yeah, maybe enough for a 7-inch, you know? And so they're, like, sticking the fucking, you know, records and shit. And they go, they do some, like, uh, super music snob like uh yeah hipster bullshit yeah like uh you gotta live it holds the 
the meaning uh, of the music. Yeah, and they their whole they're like, we just perform live. You guys show up and live in it. There is no, you know. And so it was like, okay, you know, which watching music interviews and stuff of, over time, you know, like those people, you've heard that before. So it was like, okay. Um, but yeah, they fucking, they, they, like we said, they, uh, they siphon some gas from a, from a skate, uh, roller skate rink. I think it was cause the guy asked, he's like, ice skaters or roller skaters? Cause you know, hockey fight, hockey players fight more, you know? Uh, but basically, the fucking guy who's supposed to get them scheduled at a gig, uh, I guess, what happened where he's not really good there anymore? His, his last show, people were like vomiting and throwing feces. Okay. So it, the governor yeah. made it to where he couldn't book shows anymore. All right. Kind of makes it sound like, once again, if this was in the 80s, you're like, oh, it was Gigi Allen. He, yeah, he yeah, was there. like. The heyday of punk, yeah. But, like it wasn't. It's like, yeah, this is. But like, I, I don't want to alienate anybody. But that's kind of what punk music has gotten to, to where it's just all shock and no, no awe. You know, it's like, oh, how can we go against grain this week? We're gonna throw poop. It's like, oh, okay. You can just play the instruments. They're like, nah, yeah. nah, nah. I mean, poop. Yeah. So. But uh, there also is a uh, part in this uh, interview where the guy asked him uh, if you were on a deserted island, uh, you know, what what band would you have there to play forever? And I think the girl, I don't remember what the girl says, the girl in the band. Who the fuck does she? I know the one guy says Misfits. Uh, I think another one might have said Misfits. Fucking... Uh, the one guy who I think later is like the jujitsu dude says, uh, Black Sabbath. Well, he goes, If I pick Black Sabbath, can I get Ozzy and uh, Dio? Which, first off, uh, he, here's a here's a hot take for you Black Sabbath isn't Black Sabbath without Ozzy Osbourne. Like, they made like the I think they made I think they only made one album with Ronnie James Dio, and then they went to another guy. But like, I the, the Dio stuff is all right. But it's not Black Sabbath. It's it's Dio, you know? Take that. Get mad at me in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, and then... I don't then, think anyone would disagree with you. Yeah, well, I guess there are some. But... I, there's some that are probably like, Dio was the, you know... Uh, Dio's great. Dio's great, yeah, but it's not Sabbath. Um, yeah. But, and then, the kid... I, what instrument does the, this guy play? Who ends up being, like, the main guy? Sort of unassuming. You don't know at first that he's going to be the main dude. Pretty sure he plays the bass. Is that what it... Okay. Yeah. He's a bass player. The girl plays guitar. The other guy's the lead singer. And the other dude's drums. Okay. And uh, he has to be the bass player. Because bass players always think they're cooler than they, they ever will. Hell yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, he asked the he asked the, the bass player dude. And the guy can't come up with an answer. Or he doesn't want to say He's like, will you edit this out? And the guy said, he was like, yeah, or something. And so he doesn't say. That'll be a running thing throughout this movie. And by running, I mean they mention it like three times. It's not really like a big thing, but it's there. Um, so. Who's your, who's your pick for. Uh, I was going to, yeah, I was going to. For punk, though. Let's just say punk. Because we all like, me and you like everything weird. Uh -huh. So. Let's narrow it down. Yeah, because, like, if it was just any music, yeah, yeah it you wouldn't know, be... Punk. 
I just thought of that, so I don't have an answer ready. I know who it'd be. I always forget their name, though. Famous t-shirt. If it takes a while to, for us to answer, I'll just edit this down, so don't worry about oh. it. Well, the thing mine, is... okay, A go famous ahead. t-shirt, if that gives you any hint to what mine would be. A famous t-shirt, oh, huh? Yeah. If you think about it, you'll know, but... For some reason, I can't ever think of the name of the band. <laughs> Hmm. Well, here <laughs> we might have the same answer. You just don't know. No, well, because the one on the top of my head, I'm not gonna pick, just because. The one uh, on the top of my head is social distortion, but I'm not gonna pick them. <laughs> yeah, story of my life, man. Uh, the one on the top of my head was Green Day, but there's a reason I'm not picking them. Because uh, they haven't been punk for fucking... <laughs> well, I guess you could do, like, Green Day from, like, 94 to 2000. But I, I still... Know. I don't know. I mean, that Dookie album was great, but uh, I don't know. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's all about Insomniac, man. This is bad. Okay, mine's Joy Division. There's got to be. They, they make the best music of all time. But that's why I said, you know, everyone has a Joy Division t-shirt. Uh-huh. And I was like, they have a famous t-shirt. But... Mine might be like Bad Religion or something. I mean. Bad Religion has like a lot of just, you know, well, that that's would... punk in general. is a lot of like two and a half minute, like, yeah. uh, you know. The only reason I didn't pick Misfits is because, like, all their songs yeah. are over so quickly, you don't have time to get into them. Yeah, and, like, Bad Religion, they always have the guys in the background, like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> I really, I dig that shit. But, uh, I mean, you go with The Clash. There's a lot of, like, Clash, I don't know. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, I'm, I'm sticking with Joy Division, but... All right. Uh, in, the, in the movie, okay. they do much like we're doing now, to where they pick one. Mm-hmm. And then they change it, and then they change it, and they change it, and no one has, like, a, a for sure answer. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. So. Because, you know, originally I was going to be like, well, Pink Floyd. But then, like, Pink Floyd's depressing. And then after a while on the island, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> so, anyway. But, that, yeah, so the guy turns out that his gig, uh, he can't get him booked where he originally was going to. So, <laughs> so okay, this is one of the things that made me upset about this movie. Okay. But obviously a no-name punk band, right? Yeah. Like, very unknown, unheard. Uh-huh. People who do hear them like them, but, you know, it's really small because they don't use social media. Yeah. And that's, like, how you do music now, yeah. pretty much. And, like, so this guy wants to interview him and put him on the radio and, you know, put him in a show or whatever. Uh-huh. And then he, like, hey, the show fell through. Any of these guys would still fucking love it to be interviewed, right? Like, just to have someone take notice of him. It's almost like validation. Uh-huh. But, the, you know, the one dude actually tries to fight this guy, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he tries to fight him after the guy ends up, he's like, well can't get you booked here so i'll book you here and then you c- 
cut to they're just in a diner. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Mexican restaurant, yeah. yeah. And they're singing the Maverick's fucking theme song. The guy's like, I'm always broke and I'm alone. What have I become? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. But uh yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty good. Like uh you see if you go on YouTube you can see I think it's a thing now where the the one band, I can't remember their name, but they go to Denny's and they'll they play like their set at Denny's or whatever. But uh yeah, it's so, another gimmick, you know. Yeah, so they're they're leaving and then when they're leaving is when the guy's like, oh, I gave you my cut too and the girl like counts it up and she's like split between all of it, it's six bucks. And so the one dude like I said, that we learned later, uh, no jujitsu or whatever, just like picks him up by the neck and he's like, you motherfucker. And they're like, come on, dude, let's just get out of here. So they're about to leave and the dude feels bad. And he goes, well, uh, you know, let me call my cousin who could get you booked at this, uh, you know, place. And they're like, I, they say something about near here. And he goes, oh, no, the scene's dead. You got to go near Portland, you know? So that's what they do. They, they get booked. Uh, at this place near Portland, they uh, siphon gas, you know, and shit to get on their way there. And they know ahead of time that it's like a skinhead Nazi thing. Yeah, which is weird because like there's there's that aspect of punk music which kind of follows it around and is like the I don't know, like the bad guy of the group, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where you gotta like you'd be listening to something and you gotta like kind of listen, and be like, uh -huh, be like oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but they don't even like shy away from it. They're like, yeah, sure, you know, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right. And uh, so they're, they're kind of kind of douchebags in that aspect. Yeah, but, but they get there and uh, the first skinhead they're greeted with, I recognized them. I mistook him at first. I thought he was someone else, and then as I was watching, I was like. I was like, and finally I looked him up, and so the one skinhead who ends up having a little bit of a bigger part later on in the movie is played by the guy who's the lead singer in the band in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, looks a lot, like a Daniel, right? Yeah, looks a lot different with his hair shaved. He also, we never mention it. He's the guy in Jezebel. He's the the love interest in Jezebel. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, this dude looks totally different. I was like, I I did not know that at all. Yeah. So he he's in this movie. Uh, but anyway, they get ushered into, uh, you know, the green room, which it didn't dawn on me until about 50 minutes into the movie why the movie was called Green Room. Um, and they're in there and there's like Confederate flag and there's Nazi flags and there's KKK written on the wall and shit. And, SS everywhere, yeah. the lightning bolts and everything. Yeah, it's and it's a very racist place. Yeah. And so bass player dude goes, uh, hey, I have an idea, you know? And they get up there, and he's like, I don't know about this. And the girl's like, it's your idea. Don't pussy out now, you know? And they do the most punk fucking thing you could do, which is they play Nazi Punk's Fuck Off by Dead Kennedys in front of the Nazis. <laughs> and, like... Weirdly, if you look, there's some Nazis that are, like, digging it. You know, they're, like, jumping around to it. But for the most part, they're booing or getting thrown bottles at Throwing them. bottles and spitting at them and yeah. shit. And then they they play that, and the guy's like, thanks, that was a cover. You know? <laughs> and they go into their set, 
And uh, fair play to them. They won them back. Like, some of the Nazis were into it. They were fucking... They were, my, my throat's fucking up. They were moshing. They were fucking... Uh, you get uh, this, like, weird slow-mo, like, two minutes of these Nazis, you know, uh, moshing around or whatever. Which, I'm going to be honest, I could have done without that part. But, uh, you know, that's... Well, it was like, it was like a symbolism or something. Because, like, everyone in the mosh pit and, like, who was out in the crowd was mm -hmm. all wearing black and everything. And the only bit of color was them on stage. And you saw them, like, through the bodies. Whatever. Yeah. It was kind of a cool shot. Yeah. But, like... There's a point before that to where they're like, they're singing the song making fun of everybody. Uh -huh. Where the two girls walk in and it goes slow mo and it like shows yeah. them walking through. And you know nothing about these people. No, but you assume, I'm, I'm like, like, well, they must play a part in this somehow. Yeah, I'm like, okay, those are the bad. Those are those the vampires, right? Because <laughs> you have, like, like I said, at this point in the movie, you have no clue. Yeah. This is just like the punk rock, like, behind the scenes or yeah. whatever. Well, at this point. And, yeah, at this point, I just thought, oh, like the... Because Patrick Stewart's in it, and I assumed, you know, based off of his head. I was like, well, he's going to be the head skinhead, you know? Uh, yeah. I just assumed that, like, them singing that song was going to piss off the not, And that was going to be, like, the basis of the movie. And then, like, somehow the Nazis would keep following them around, like, to wherever they went or whatever. And Patrick Stewart... But uh, that's not what happens. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into... Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, so, so, like that, that's the best part of this movie is that I couldn't figure it out before it happened. Mm -hmm. Like I, nothing I saw, well, once it, it kicks off, I kind of was like, well, they're fucked, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Up to that point, I was like, I Whoa. kept looking for like the satanic stars somewhere. Cause once again, I'm like, something's going to happen, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so basically they play their show. Uh, they're leaving. It went well, it looks like. They're leaving. Got they got paid. And then on the way out the door, the the girl in the band goes, Oh, I forgot my phone. And the one guy goes, Don't worry, I'll go get it for you. And this was ends up being the worst decision of their life. Because the guy walks into the green room and he sees a dead girl on the floor with a knife in her head. Uh, and some big looking Nazis. <laughs> and another girl in the back. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, dumbly, though, he does, like, try to call the police in front of them. Uh, yeah, like, right away. Yeah, which I was like, what are you doing? Like, uh, and so they immediately grab him and they fucking usher them all into the green room. And that's where the rest of the movie <laughs> takes place, for the most part, is in the green room. And the, once again, about 50 minutes in, I went, oh. <laughs> it's like, this is why it's called Green Room. And, uh, yeah. So that's the premise of the movie. They saw dead murdered chick. Now they, they've got to be dealt with. You know? So, the next steps is that the Nazi dude running the bar, he calls the cops back. Because they've already been on the phone with them. They know something's up. So, or they call back and he answers and he goes, oh yeah, I was calling the report of stabbing. And he pays like these two skinheads to let the one guy like stab him or whatever. And he's like, don't worry, the blade's only two inches or something, so it's not a felony, you know? Uh, and he pays them off. I thought about this. Yeah. So he pays them and he's like, give me the money, I'll hold on to it for you. <laughs> yeah. That poor fuck never got paid. No, he never got paid. Yeah. 
But, uh, so, he does that, and then, this is also when Patrick Stewart shows up, is as the cops are there. He walks in, and they're like, is this your bar? And he's like, yes, it is. You know, and it's Patrick Stewart point. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a more of a creepy old man voice. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. He's it, very, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh. So he he shows up and the guy and he's like, "What's going on?" And he goes, "Ah, you know, the dead girl in there. The band saw it, you know." And instantly, Patrick Stewart starts talking about, "Well, who who all knows are here, you know?" And this is when I say the social media thing comes back because he's like, "Well, they they've put it all over, you know, their things that they're gonna be here, so people know they're here." And then it's like, "No, they didn't, because they don't have <laughs> social media and stuff." So originally. I really do think that the Nazi dude running the bar wanted to let those guys go. I think when he paid to have the guys stabbed, he didn't plan on Patrick Stewart showing up. I think he really was going to go, okay, you know, and he was going to, like, maybe slip them a little something extra or something. But I think he was going to let them go. Because then later, we won't get into it yet, but then later it comes back to he ends up playing a pivotal part in the movie, kind of. I, I don't think he was planning on letting him go. Oh, yeah? Because, like, as soon as this happens, as soon as they, like, get the people in the room, whatever, uh, he goes outside, comes back with a gun. Listen. Like, instantly. <laughs> you just gotta, just gotta be fair, man. Um, well, then, alright, a little bit of, of a go, jumping ahead. When do you think the turning point was that he decided to let these guys go and he walks in and he's like i want to go to jail and he lets um, them out okay and this is just no one's going to understand this but when he finds out that he gave the house band tainted drugs oh yeah and he gets like a look on his face and he's just sitting there and he's like looking down or whatever uh-huh and then i think after that he's, he's just had enough of everything yeah so and I don't, you know, like that guy would never, like he gets his red laces, which for people who don't know, it's like a super racist thing for a guy to have. I so, did. I had red, I had red laces in my boots all through middle school yeah. and high school. So, no, a boots. little bit of extra it was meaning. Just like a fashion thing. Yeah, a little bit of extra meaning. Uh, apparently, uh, red boot laces uh, are most known for uh, someone who's shed blood for the skinhead movement. Uh, racist skinheads, which I kind of think that's all <laughs> skinheads, yeah, but, but uh, will often randomly attack non-whites to earn their red laces. So that's a little bit more insight on what the red laces are. So, like, he didn't even have his yet, and then Patrick Stewart just kind of gives them to him. Yeah, well, he goes, you earned these a long time ago, but fixing up this whole thing with the this or whatever, you've earned it. And then, like, the next scene, the guy's like, I want to go to jail. <laughs> it was yeah. like oh shit so it's like he's not in with the gang uh-huh. he seems just like a, a business guy yeah and then he's like hey i've had enough yeah that um that house band which funny enough turns out the house band's the one that murdered that girl apparently because uh the guy comes what's their name it's like cow corpse or something like that <laughs> uh, it's not cow catcher what is it it's something catcher it might be cow catcher yeah him. All right, but the the Nazi dude running the bar that we're talking about 
comes back in and he's like, all right, cow catcher or whatever the name is, you guys are out of here. And uh, so as he's leaving, the big, like, tall one turns around. And he goes, dude, I've seen in a movie. He I don't know huge. the way they shot him. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I'd let him kill me, too. Yeah. I'd be like, sorry, bud. And he turns around and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, you guys set was pretty good. And he goes, what's that second to last song you played? And the guy's like, uh, Toxic Evolution. And the guy goes, fucking killer, man. That's the one I did her to. And I was like, oh, shit. That was the hardest line in the movie was that's the one I did her to. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even catch it at first. Oh, yeah. I was like, I thought, I was like, you know, they're fucking or whatever, right? <laughs> and he was like, that's the one I did her to. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, buddy. That's the one. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Yeah, but, I was like high five in the yeah. air, you know? Oh, yeah, I forgot about also, uh, before that happened, you get uh, the girl in the band saying, maybe she's not dead. There's not a lot of blood. The guy that we we're just talking about goes over and just takes the knife in her head and just starts dragging her across the room. <laughs> and he pulls it out of her head and he goes, there you go. And the blood <laughs> starts coming out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And so, uh, yeah, so they leave. Uh, so then the band is left in there with the girl, who at the time I assumed was the girlfriend of the dead girl. That's where I assumed that was going. Um, but he was just a friend, yeah, but it was but... just yeah. But the friend of the dead girl and this super chunky big dude who's like the security guy and he's got a gun pointed at him, you know. And the security dude uh, locks the door after the people leave, uh, which that'll come important later. Uh, so next thing you know, like, they just charge him. The one guy charges him and, like, bites him on the shoulder. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? A weird, like, battle cry. Yeah. And, uh, he knocks him down and, like, the, the girl runs at him and he hits her. And then this is when you learn that that motherfucker I kept talking about knows jujitsu Because he just takes this dude down and throws on an arm bar. And that's it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, well, if you move, you know, I'm, I'm going to snap it. And uh, so they get the gun away from Big Boy. The door is locked so no one can get in. And uh, and now they're at like a standoff. They're just in the room and they got Big Boy over in the corner. And they're like, you know, just sit there. Um, now, right, right here. Okay. Like when this kicks off, this next 20 minutes is the part of the movie that I just felt went on forever. Yeah, I could see that. And it's like, so they're inside, and they have a gun, and the bodyguard, bouncer, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call him? I think his name's Patrick, but, uh... Yeah. So they have this guy hostage, pretty much, and it's them arguing with fucking Next Generation. <laughs> and it's, like, just them arguing for, yeah. like, 20 minutes, trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, I get it. In real life, I, I'd still be in that room. Yeah. You know, like, because there's no way to make a decision like that. you just seen a dead body, all yeah. kinds of shit going through your mind. I understand it, but from a guy sitting on his couch at home, yeah, I was like, God, oh, just start shooting. What are you doing? Yeah. So, like we said, like he said, they're arguing with Patrick Stewart a little bit. Patrick Stewart's like, hey, you know, we, we just want the gun. It's unregistered, all this shit. Uh... And, uh, you know, they're, they, at first they're like, ah, fuck off. They play and Patrick like leaves. They, they search around the room. They're looking for exits. Um, and 
at one point there's certain and next thing the lights just go out and i was like oh fuck you know because that is dark and then weirdly enough the bodyguard i who i think should have immediately made a move sits still he doesn't do anything and i was like okay uh, and so, uh, and when we say dark, we mean like actually dark. It's oh, not yeah. like TV dark, like to where everyone, you still see everything. No, it's pitch black. No, yeah, like, it's a, it's a room tell. with no window. It's just a black room. Um, and so the Nazi girl, uh, flicks on her lighter and she's like, everyone be calm now. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And she goes over and sits down next to the, the bodyguard and she's like, if he moves, you know, kill him. Uh. But then, that doesn't really... I was like, oh, they're going to be in this dark-ass room. But the next time, the lights come back on. Like, it was just a thing. They turned off the lights to go out, and Patrick Stewart is like, oh, we we killed the breaker. You know, come back. We'll try again Sunday or Saturday. And he's like, you know what? Free drinks from 2 to 4. And he's like, remember, it's not a party. It's a movement. And everyone's like, hey. And they go, <laughs> they go walking off. Um, so... This goes on for, you know, a, a while, um, like Tyler said. And then, uh, finally, Patrick Stewart comes back. And once again, same offer. I think he's like, all right, give us the gun, you know, and we'll we'll let you guys go. And uh, they're, at first, once again, they're like, fuck off. And then the Nazi girl's like, well, ask for a phone, you know, do a trade. And Patrick Stewart's like, no, you know. Uh so finally, the jujitsu dude is like, you know what? At this point, I'm bored. I'm just curious to see what's going to happen, you know? And I was like, well, okay. So they decide to just give him the gun, which, for, first off, watching it, you know, you're like, you're dumb. But at the same time, they had five shots, you know, so they could have taken some guys out with them but it's either give them the gun maybe they'll let you go or just wait for them to come in maybe take you know two or three with you and then you just get shot anyway so i get why they would do it but at the same time if i was in that situation i don't know if i'd be giving up the gun you know um so they start uh base player dude starts reaching out his hand to give patrick through the gun there's a little vent on the, the bottom of the door. Nazi girl's sitting down here looking at Patrick Stewart's boots. And as the door keeps opening, she's able to see that the red laces are out there. And she's like, they're going to fucking kill us. Close the door. But before they can do that, the red laces grab the bass player's arm and just start fucking... <laughs> if you look at his arm, it looks so it's, weird. Yeah. And he, He's got like a big bulge really high up. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, you, you said some guy, the side note, that, like, Thor had, uh, or not Thor, Chris Hemsworth had little Popeye arms. Yeah, pictures. yeah. And, like, this guy had, like, super deformed-looking Popeye yeah. arms. And uh, I just love how they had him crying for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, because he, so they get the gun, and then dude pulls his arm back in, and it's, like, it's floppy, it's all, you know, it's cut open. Like, it's destroyed. And uh, he's just over there, <laughs> just crying. Reasonably so, I would say. And uh, during this, the bodyguard tries to get up, and uh, dude has him uh, to take to keep the bodyguard around. They had put him back in the arm part position, uh, and so dude, j- he 
breaks uh, the guy's arm, you know. And then Bodyguard gets back up again, and they're like, oh, shit. So dude throws on a chokehold, gets him down. Uh, he's like, tell me when he's out. And the, the girl's like, he's out. But then it turned, he, he wasn't out. I think he was out for like a second, and then he woke back up. And he starts to get up again. So dude throws a chokehold on him again. again. And they're like, yeah. how long is this going to take? And this is when the one person in the movie finally does something I'm like, thank you. Which is the Nazi girl picks up the box cutter that the guy had and just very nonchalantly just up the guy's stomach and just kills him. (laughs) Well, I want to say that he had choked him to death already. Yeah, you think? She did that to see if he would respond Mm. and he didn't move at all. Yeah. But, I mean, you can make the... The argument that he was just passed out. Yeah. Because even if he was passed out, he still wouldn't feel it. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, keep in mind, so, we watched a movie where fucking guy got knocked out and then his girlfriend drilled a hole through his leg. And <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's our first uh, Nazi blood that's built. Well, I guess if you don't count the girl who's dead on the floor. But, uh, yeah, they killed. It was pretty gruesome. Yeah, too. it was. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Like, you see the arm, and you're like, okay. And it's, as bad as we're making it sound, it didn't look that gruesome, right? Like, I wouldn't call that gore. It was just an injury uh-huh. or whatever. But that stomach slit thing, that was gore. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was so, now, you know, now shit is real. They've killed a guy. Dude is fucking, his arm's all fucked. They end up finding uh, the, the this basement. And they they like kick a hole through the through the floor, and they go down. And this is when you find out, oh, there's this whole drug operation and shit going on too, right? Uh, unfortunately, basement really doesn't do anything because the hatch up top there's a lock on the other side, so they can't get out. Um, they do find some duct tape though, where then they duct tape up the dude's arms, so it's just kind of like. <laughs> and uh, so then for the rest of the movie, in my notes, I called that guy duct tape. Anytime he was, anytime he was talking, uh, and so at this point, jujitsu dude is just like, well, fuck it. He's like, let's just go. He's like, you know, maybe one of us will live, you know. And I was like, I was like, shit, I, I kind of feel you. There's nothing else to do, you know. Uh, so they all get up and they're just gonna leave and try to make it. Uh, and as My favorite thing, yeah. Is as they're leaving, people are asking questions and like no one cares. Yeah, yeah. The guy's like, "Should I hide?" He goes, "Oh, fucking do." Yeah, it. he's like, "Do whatever you want, man." <laughs> but uh, yeah, and as they're leaving, this is when the girl in the band suddenly goes, "All right, it's Simon and Garfunkel," and then the other dude's like, "It's Prince," you know. And they tell what they're, you know, they went for the like the punk pick. And now they're like showing their their real music taste, uh, and the one questions. dude still doesn't answer. He's still like, I, I don't know. Would you Would you be ashamed to pick Prince? No. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's a, Simon Garfunkel. I can understand that. I, I'm a big fan of you know, <laughs> yeah, of them. You know, I I borrowed Bag CD a long time ago. Yep, never gave yep. it back. And uh, well, he gave it to me. Yeah, he was like, "Don't even worry about it." I said, "Okay." But, uh, you know, so I like both these bands. Uh, Prince isn't a band where I would be like, oh, I, they, I mean, he's considered one of the best entertainers of all time, right? Uh-huh. 
like and the total package too because he sang wrote and did everything yeah played all the instruments everything so i don't understand why you'd be like well i guess it's not punk rock right yeah that's yeah they're like we can't you know oh the the girl limited up yeah i think the girl one of the bands one of the people chose minor threat which that was a good pick i like minor threat and then someone else picked the damned at the beginning that was just I just remembered what the other two bands were, but yeah. So they leave. It was Simon and Garfunkel and Prince. The other guy stuck with the other guy stuck with Misfits, and the guys were like, "All right, fucking hardcore." <laughs> the Wingo girl who didn't understand really what they were talking about. Yeah, picked Madonna and then someone someone else. else. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. I can't either. It was someone real punky, but oh, she picked Slayer. Yeah, yeah Madonna yeah, and Slayer. Not, not punky at all. But. So, they go walking out, and instead of just hauling ass like I think I would have, they like just start, they just walk. And I was like, okay. And this is a part of the movie that I got confused in, where I think it was the lighting, and I swear they changed up where people were in the line when they left. Because as soon as they go- enter the uh, the room where the fucking show goes on, a dog comes running in, and Homeboy gets his neck chewed out. And he's dead. And I thought that was Duct Tape Dude at first. Because I swear he was in that in where that guy ends up being. So who got killed by the dog at first? Was that Jiu-Jitsu? That, that was the guy who put the duct tape on duct tape. Dude. Okay. And then, I don't remember his name. The lead singer. Yeah. And then someone goes up through the this kitchen area through a window and just machetes, <laughs> like, and they just start chopping them. And I'm assuming that was jujitsu because he was the only other yeah, guy that left. Was, that was the drummer. Yeah. yeah. And so instantly, uh, the two dudes are dead. Uh, duct tape and the two girls they go and they they're back in the green room. They just run back and lock the door. And I was like, oh shit. And then you know. So they show the the lead singer is down on the ground getting devoured. Uh-huh. And the guy calls the dog off. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he's not dead yet. But he sees a shotgun under the bar. Yeah. And I was like, all right, here we go. Spoiler warning. That shotgun is never used. <laughs> no one fucks with yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, that was another point in this that, movie that bugged the shit out of well, me. Well, yeah, because he's still alive, and he looks over at the girl getting attacked by this other Nazi dude. It was a dog. The dog or was do- biting yeah. his foot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to get up. Save and then the, the next thing you know, it ends up being duct tape comes around the corner with, like, a machete, and you, he kills the guy. Um, and I was like, oh, he made it. And then that's when I noticed, oh, duct tape doesn't have a hole in his neck. And so, well, no, that's that's when he doesn't kill anybody. He puts that microphone on the speaker. That's right. Yeah, and the dog. And yeah, the feedback like, scares the dog off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so they go back to the green room. Um, fucking. Uh, this is when you get a little bit of. Uh, well, they go back to the green room, and then. Like, the next thing that happens is the door gets fucking kicked in, and it's dude from Scott Pilgrim, who was the Nazi at the beginning, who he ends up, you find out he's the Nazi that uh, calls all the Red Laces. He, like, makes the meeting. So I, I would take it as in he's kind of the leader of uh, the Red Laces. But he 
kicks in the door. Uh, he gets sprayed by this fire extinguisher that the punk girl had picked up at some point, and she sprayed like seven people with it. And I remember it kept being like, "Stop using this fire extinguisher." To be fair, every time she used it, it ended up working pretty well for her. Like, so I was like, "Fair play," you know. Uh, so Nazi dude gets in, uh, and he looks over, and this is when you find out that the Nazi dude and the dead Nazi girl on the floor were planning on leaving. They were in a relationship, and they were going to leave the uh, organization. Uh, presumably, I would assume they would take their friend, too, uh, which I don't know why. Well, well, she knew. Yeah, she knew. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she was going to yeah, go as well. Yeah, so I'm not sure That's why a, she's not there, but... Like, uh, don't ask me how I know okay. this, but, uh, like, a lot of people, they'll join these groups, uh. and they get in, and they're all about the lifestyle or whatever, right? And they're like, ah, rage, hate, everything yeah. And then, like, they get in, and then after being in it for, like, a couple of years, they realize that everything people are talking about is just shit. Like, uh -huh. None of it makes sense. And then they want to get out, and it's pretty much like you have to run away. Yeah. Just take off. Yeah. So it's like uh, a lot of, there's, like, a lot of documentaries that should not. Yeah. So it's like, this is a very common thing. So they knew they had to, like, escape, escape. They couldn't just, you know, yeah. be like, hey, uh, I quit. And <laughs> walk out. Yeah. And so, yeah. so dude, uh, he tells the other Nazi guy, he's like, get out of here, you know? And uh, so he's like, uh, I'm going to help you guys or whatever. I, I hate to say it, but I think that Nazi that he let go ends up being uh, that guy's downfall. Because the very next scene, they're like, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, Nazi dude just gets shot from the side in the head with a shotgun, and the guy's like too slow. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy fuck!" You know, I'm thinking this guy's gonna, <laughs> you know, lead like him. The yeah. yeah, and he is dead, like instantly. Well, the the guy running the club is like he doesn't want that guy involved, and he's like, "The guy's been acting real weird." Yeah. And then they look in the trunk and they find out that the dude has like evidence yeah. that links him. You know, that's pretty much buying his safety, right? Yeah. And You'd be like, listen, I got this, so stay away, you know, yeah. I'll turn it over. And then that's when the guy goes in with the shotgun. Ooh. Yeah. That part I got. Oh yeah, it like, got I me good. Scared, but I was like, Holy fuck me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I was like, this movie doesn't care, dude. Good. Um and so this is when the uh, the punk girl sprays the guy with the shotgun with the fire extinguisher to blind him enough for uh, duct tape to pick up a machete and slash his neck, and he kills him. Um, so then, uh, fucking another dog comes running running in and jumps on punk girl. Punk girl's dead. She gets her neck chewed out. And it was like, holy shit. So now it's just uh, Nazi girl and duct tape. And they're back in the green room again. Uh, this is also when you get Patrick Stewart dropping a... Out of nowhere. Because, like, the whole movie, they're Nazis. They're bad guys. But I feel like at some point they were like, you know what, though? We haven't really done, like, anything too Nazi-ish. Nazi-ish? Sure. So they have a, they have a Patrick Stewart uh, talking about you got to stay away from the N-word dope. And just dropping a yeah. random N-bomb in there. I was like, whoa. That's, yeah, that's him poisoning the band. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he drops an in bomb, and I was like, "Holy!" Came shit, out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Stewart would do that. Like, yeah. I would canceled Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, so then, at this point, I assume, I assume, I don't remember how many red laces there were. I think there was only maybe five. He says how many he wants, and I don't remember. Yeah. I think it was like five because I think he was like, I only want five people to know, and that's you yeah. and like the so the names of this list or yeah. something. Yeah, and I only point that out because uh, the next scene is well, you get a little bit of exposition with uh, not or duct tape telling the story about them playing paintball against these ex marines who like beat them every round, you know, no casualties, and then last round their friend Rick just fucking ran out there all crazy and killed the whole team and he just kept shooting and laughing and shit right so then uh red laces kick in the door and duct tape is standing there and he's shaved his head and like put a sharpie on his face and uh they're like who are you and he turns out he goes odin himself (laughs) it's like what and he jumps into the, the to the basement and he goes running around, rah, he's yelling and like banging his machete. Gonna be honest, uh, that part I was kind of like, what are, what's going on? You know? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. So they go. And then the the girl did it too, though. Yeah. Like she had the face paint, not yeah. Not the shaved head. So the one guy goes jumping in the basement, and he leaves the other guy out there to watch his back. As they do this, you get a side shot of the couch in the room and the cushion, and she pulls a Frank Reynolds. And she's in the couch the whole time. And she comes crawling out. And she gets behind the dude and, like, cuts his throat. And, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that part, you know, but... Yeah. And so, they have this... It felt like it went on forever. It must have been, like, five minutes. It felt like it really didn't need to be. With, um... The... T- duct tape is around the corner. Dude is in the hallway with a shotgun. Homegirl's up top. She's got a pistol. Um, and at one point she like, she fills up the basement with, uh, fucking the shit fire extinguisher. Yeah. And that didn't really seem to do anything. Um, and then machete guy creeps up and he's going to kill him at one point. But then I don't remember how, why, how did he turn around? Why did he turn around and see him? So she try to trick him out and like put his buddy through the hole uh-huh and he recognized uh, who it was and he was like good try whatever yeah so then she smokes it and then she sticks her best her friend <laughs> best friend's legs yeah and gets fucking and i was like oh and, shit uh when he shoots her he doesn't know it's the best friend but she drops the empty gun yeah and then he goes running up for it and he like drops his shotgun and goes running yeah. up because he fires his last shot and that's why he runs away. Yeah. But, so, at some point, Duct Tape ends up getting the shotgun. And he, like, is trying to load in the shell to shoot the guy. The Nazi just throws the empty gun at him. <laughs> and, like, hits him. And so, they get into a fight on the, the ground. And, you know, they're trying to wrestle a shotgun. Meanwhile, Nazi girl just drops down in the basement. And, once again, real nonchalantly just walks up behind the dude and loads the pistol and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> puts one through his neck. Cool part of the yeah, movie. that was pretty good. It was so fucking badass. She just drops down, gets it, and it's like, 
do, 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 yeah. double tap, right? Like once in the neck, once in the head. Yeah. Like it was nothing. Like Yeah. And so uh, it's like someone throwing away a can, right? Like yeah. it was crazy. And so they kill them, they get back up, and Nazi dude runs the bar, the guy's red laces earlier is standing there like in a fucking uh yeah in an apron shit and they're like how many more and he goes it's just me you know and then this is when you, he gets the he's like i want to go to jail and so he ends up being the one to be fair everyone else was dead at that point apparently he leads them out uh and i think do they m- make them do they make him take him to where Patrick Stewart is? I think so. Okay. I think they're going to the orchard because that's where the phone is. Uh-huh. And they get about halfway there and they hear gunshots. All right. And for some reason, the girl knows where it is. Yeah. Like where the, the house is. She goes, oh, that's the residence. Uh-huh. And then that's when they decide to like split All up right. or whatever. Um, also... I hadn't mentioned it before, but it doesn't really come into play until here, uh, is that when they were searching the van that these guys are in, uh, Patrick Stewart found their gas cancer and the siphon and gas. So his plan is to make it look like they came on their property to siphon gas out of the cars and they killed them in self-defense, you know? So they're setting up this crime scene in, in the woods where the, the van is and they've got dead bodies and the siphon and gas and shit. Um... Nazi girl and duct tape end up catching uh, this one random red lace dude and the guy that's in control of the dogs off guard. Uh, and they're like pointing guns at him and they're like, you know, th- throw your gun away and, you know, tie up the dog and all this shit. Uh, and they make those two lead them to where Patrick Stewart is. Uh, and they get to Patrick Stewart, who's, like, just doing yard work or something. He's yeah, he's, like, right Yeah. There. I don't know. I guess he was setting up the crime scene, covering up footprints or something. Yeah. Like, where they set everything up. But it didn't look like that. It looked like the dude was outside doing yeah. chores or something. And, um, so they say something to him, and the dog dude has got his hands up, and he goes, hey, wait a minute, and he turns around, and Nazi girl just puts a shell into his chest, and, like, he, he you know, he's dead. And, uh, and the guy is like, so we're doing that? And she was like, yeah, what did you think we were doing? He's like, I don't know, just reaching some kind of deal or something. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to pause here. Okay. Because they have the weirdest dialogue. And I'm not sure if I hate it or love it. I kind of dug like, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm like, this is stupid. Why the fuck are they saying that? But at the same time, I was there for the whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, and then I was like, what? What's going on? And, like, she's like, we doing that? And she was like, yeah, I thought we were just going to mess up the crime scene. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he said. Like, she was like, well, now we're here. Yeah. We come here to do this. And she's, like, answering her own questions and uh-huh. shit. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. But, uh, and so I am definitely the skinhead girl in this scenario. Oh, yeah, she was. I, <laughs> I was going to say she is it great. surprise you when... Anton, or you call him duct tape. Uh-huh. When he caught the skinhead, like through the the van door, yeah. with a gun, and he was like, "Give me your gun, I'm, you know, I'll shoot you either way." Uh-huh. Did it surprise you when he just didn't fucking blast them from the get go? Yeah, I was thinking they were just gonna do a classic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, but yeah, yeah, I was, 
I was like, man, this dude's got some restraint. He still has, like, innocence or something. Yeah, like, like at that point, I think I'm, like, kill on sight, you know? Like, yeah. but I don't even get that close. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they talked to Patrick Stewart a while, and I don't really remember much of the conversation. Doesn't really, you know, have any consequence. But well, there isn't. He's just standing there, and they're talking to each other. Yeah, that's right. And then this is one of the most weirdest parts. Of I movie. thought it was like, I don't know what his plan was, but I thought it was That's cool what... as fuck. Is uh, Patrick Stewart just says, fuck it. And he just turns around and starts walking away. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? And I was like, where is he trying yeah. to get to? What is going on? So he starts walking away and you see him trying to pull out a gun from in his shirt. The red lace dude tur- tries to charge a homegirl. And she, once again, just blasts him. He's dead. And then these motherfuckers just light Patrick Stewart up. Just start fucking pow, pow. (laughs) And, like, they, uh, they, I know he takes a, he takes a shell to the back. He gets shot in the leg a couple times. Fair game to Patrick Stewart. He manages to turn all the way around with the gun that he had taken earlier. That dude got his uh, arm all chopped up with. And he's about to get a shot off. And duct tape gets a headshot on him. You get a nice little the blood splurt, splurt that came so, out. If you shoot someone uh-huh. and it's supposed to be two inches above an eyebrow, I think it's the right one. Okay. I might be wrong. It might be fully off. You know, I'm a, I'm a gun guy, but I'm not like a kill people guy. Uh-huh. But apparently that's where snipers aim oh, yeah. to take away any motor functions. Mm. So if you shoot someone there, like in a hostage situation or something, they're it, like severs whatever nerve to where they can't pull the trigger oh, and shoot. Is that because the next th- he manages to get the shot off, but it's like over here at this point. It hits yeah, like a like, car. It's something weird. Yeah, it doesn't hit anybody. Yeah. It should have killed the girl, and that would have been the perfect ending. I thought this. that was what was going to happen, was the girl was going to get killed. But she doesn't. And uh, Patrick Stewart's dead. And then they go and they sit down next to uh, the dead, the two dead guys that they had just killed. And this is also when you get another part I hadn't really talked about, is the dog that killed the punk girl, she manages to get a shot off at it. And she, like, gets it. Uh, it only looks like it gets asked. it in the butt. But apparently it's yeah. lethal because the dog guy gives him a shot. And he's like, this will keep him alive for another hour, you know? Uh, and so the dog, when they went back into the bar, uh, once again, they had just set up the interference. So the dog just pieces out. And, like, for the next 20 minutes, randomly, you'll get shots of the dog just walking down the road or whatever. You're going home. Yeah, man. and so they're sitting there, and here comes the dog. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, the final boss. And uh, they have their guns, and they're just empty at this point. So they're doing, like, the Saving Private Ryan where they're, like, just empty clicks and shit. Uh, but the dog just goes and lays down next to its dead owner and presumably just lays there to die as well. Uh, Shout out to killer dogs and regular dogs alike. Yeah, right? yeah. I was, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. But. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the fucking duct tape. He goes. Uh, he goes. I know what it is. I know what my deserted island van is. And the girl goes, tell someone who gives a shit. And that's the end of the movie. Say that and she say, who gives a fuck or yeah, something. Yeah, and I was, and then, it kick, and then it kicks in like, <laughs> like punk. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like, I really liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah. So I like, 
I, you know, a lot of times when you watch movies, at least movies like this, I think, sometimes you really find yourself, like, being like, oh, yeah, this person got killed, you know, and, or, and the deaths are cool or whatever. But this movie, I don't know if it's because of who the villains were or maybe because the deaths really weren't cool. They weren't made as, like, a big spectacle. It was, like, machete, you know, and it was just, you're dead. But I found, my, like, I was rooting for the band the whole time. And, like, when they died, I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> you know? So well, who else would you root for? You can't root for the skinheads. Well, yeah, well, not really. But you know, like, uh, like if you're watching the movie and like someone dies, and Friday Thirteenth, obviously, you always root for Jason most of the time. But like someone's death, the way they do it is they always make it so like extravagant that yeah. it's you know cool. This movie it's almost like chapters or whatever. Yeah, this movie it's not cool deaths it's it's this movie's a real movie like we said there's no vampires <laughs> like this is just a band who was in the wrong place wrong time and they're in like worst nightmare situation it reminds me a lot of funny games kind of which funny games does play into a little bit of you know with spoiler with the rewind and time and shit yeah. uh but this is just bad people doing bad things people who shouldn't have been there yeah it's a very like you could find yourself in this situation like it, it could happen to anybody mm -hmm. right like think about it you go to a you know go to a gas station right and you want to get a payday bar and a diet mountain dew uh -huh. which was usually what i have for lunch okay. every day guys but uh you walk in and you go you grab your payday and a guy comes in, and he's, you know, robbing the place, and he just shoots the clerk right in the face. Yeah. Boom. You're instantly in You the are in that shit, You're, yeah. It's like, what do you do my, now? And, uh, yeah, my dad told me a story. He was a, he did over-the-road trucking for years and shit. And he told where he was at a truck stop, and he was going to the bathroom, and this guy stopped him. And he was like, you can't come in the bathroom. And he was like, well, why not? And he was like, well, guys in there not doing too good. My dad goes, well, you know, I was in the Marines. They trained me for, like, all this healing shit or, you know, meds. He's like, healing. I could. He's, yeah, healing. I'm talking video game terms. <laughs> and he was like, maybe I could take a look. And the guy was like, huh, you know. So he goes in there. Dude was just shot in the head. And he was like, <laughs> just his brains blowed out, you know. Whistling. Yeah. yeah. And my dad went, I can't do it. <laughs> he was like, he was like, but, you know, thinking about it, if. My, if you were in that situation and you went into that bathroom 20 minutes earlier, you could have been there to watch the guy get shot in the head. And then that, that's it. You're in that shit, you know? Well, I'm going to guess that guy shot himself in the head. He might, but the way it may, it may sound like it was a murder. A murder. But he might have shot himself in the head. Hey, by the way, yeah. that, uh, that Nazi girl, she's also a uh, podcast alumni, uh, which I didn't recognize. I recognize her name. And so I looked her up. She was the daughter in 28 Weeks Later. Oh, fuck yeah. Because she was like seven or... She was no. like 14 or something Whoa, in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it crazy that uh, the whole time she was in the movie, I was like, she's pretty adorable. If she wasn't such a Yeah, skinhead. for a Nazi, <laughs> she's <Yeah>. pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she's kind of weird out there, right? Like, a creepy chick, whatever, but she's pretty adorable. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, she's kind of cool. 
Uh, funny enough, the regular lady in the band, opposite reaction. I she was probably my least favorite person in the movie. Oh yeah, but she had but that part you liked where she's riding on the back of the bicycle, just taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that was like I don't know. It was picturesque. Uh-huh. I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, none of us have a bicycle. Mm. It's like Tom will just drive around. I can just take pictures out of the. I'm like, no, no, yeah. that's not the same. By the way, apparently, uh, that Anton duct tape the the guy who plays him, uh, his his pick for the Desert Island Band was Creedence Clearwater Revival. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can say that after the fact, you know. <laughs> no one really knows. A uh, couple more. Just read through my fun facts. Just because I... The scene that I talked about earlier where the, the body is dragged around the room by the knife in its head uh, was inspired by a prison documentary that Jeremy Salner uh, saw on television that greatly disturbed him. So <laughs> he decided to put it in uh, put it in the movie. And then this movie had a budget of $5 million, made a box... Yeah, Patrick Stewart got $4 million. <laughs> yeah, made a box office of uh, $3.8 million, which that's I was going to say, not surprising. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. And I think, like, it's really a shame because, you know, it should be seen. It should uh -huh. be watched. Don't get me wrong. I think the uh, subject matter is probably why yeah. it doesn't get talked about more. Yeah, but uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, best of that's worst what, of. Yeah, best of worst of. Uh, my best of. Uh, it's a, it's a toss up between the Nazi dude getting shot in the head because that came out of nowhere. Like I said, I thought that guy was gonna be the the savior yeah, of the day, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. or. Dude's fucking ice cold. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, that song's killer. That's the one I did her to. Like, that line was so fucking hard. I was like, oh, shit. So, oh, we we didn't talk about this at all. But at the end of the movie, it shows that guy. Oh, yeah. And he's still alive. He's still there, and his friend's next to him with a kneel in his arm. Oh, presumably. Yeah, I mean, all his friends are dead. Yeah. You know? And so. And he's just sitting there eating cereal. Eating cereal, watching, like, cartoons. And it's it was like. What what's going on in this guy's head? You know, yeah. <laughs> like so, and then it showed uh, the interviewing guy like vacuuming in his house, yeah. and I was like, "Are skinheads about to break that's what? Just yeah, him? it's like mafia shit. Where then at the you know yeah. you got to get rid of everybody, but no, but they just showed him vacuuming. Yeah, there's um, but there's a part in uh, the Wire season two. Where a character is walking down the road and it's the end of the season. And it's so long that you're like, oh man, this dude's going to get fucking killed. And then the, the season ends and he doesn't get killed. The guy lives the whole show. And I, it was just, that's another one of the things where it's just like, you're, it's like, this guy's going to get killed and he doesn't. And me and Bags talked, we were like, yeah, how did that guy not get killed? But, uh, yeah. But worst of, um, Worst of will probably be, uh, hmm. not okay. I won't say worst of, I mean, it is, but worst of would just be, and it might have just been my own, uh, stupidness is that 
I feel like they could have done a better job of letting you know who was who that was getting killed when they were leaving. Because like I said, at first I was like, oh man, that guy's dead. But it, it, it was completely different people. Like, I was just lost. I was like, who's getting killed right now? So, that's it. Tyler, I mean, what's your... So, my f- best of isn't necessarily a scene. It's like an attitude of the movie. Uh-huh. But it, it's... So, when they're escaping, and the guy gets attacked by the dog. Yeah. They're like, oh shit. And the dude jumps over the bar... And he jumps out the window, and then there's just a random skidhead there who just stabs him 17 times. Yeah. And, like, at that point, it sets it up to where no one's life is safe. Yeah, right? like, yeah. You hate when you watch movies, and you're like, well, that's a main character. Uh-huh. They're going to make it, you know, or whatever. Yeah, because, like, the jujitsu... Ju- I can't pronounce that word. But, jiu-jitsu. yeah, you assume... Like, he's badass. He's, like, the main, but nope. (laughs) Yeah, he, like, jumps through that window, and you're like, okay, he's out. And then it's just step, 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 step. And you're like, (laughs) they literally just killed a main character. Yeah. Like, you know, and and that's, like, because then all, you know, nothing's off limits, right? Yeah. They could have killed everyone and then given the whole movie to the skinhead girl, right? And it would have been fine because it would have fit the narrative. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause they could have just swapped it out and it probably, I think would have been a and, better movie. I, and a part I thought they were going to do like a, they all get killed. And then you look and there's another 50 minutes and it turns out that they're not the main story and it was going to go to something else, you know, but they would, and they would, I don't know how I thought it was going to work, but yeah, like this movie had, a thing where it's like this could just switch it could be something completely different but anyway what was your worst stuff okay i might catch hell for this oh god and uh i probably will i think that anton yelchin guy is a great actor uh-huh. i think he's really good he's in star trek and he's in a bunch of other things he's i think he was in criminal minds where he was a serial killer but he was a child <laughs> and he hadn't killed anybody yeah. but he wanted to and it's like this whole like season three or something uh-huh. to where he keeps wanting to kill people and he keeps hiring these prostitutes to come to his room to kill him. Yeah. But he never goes through with it. And then the end, spoiler for a TV show that came out 20 years ago, but uh, he kills himself so he doesn't turn into a monster. So like, I think that's him. I might be completely wrong, uh-huh. but so I have like huge problem. I mean, he's dead now. He died in a freak accident in real life. Yeah. But uh, I think he was the wrong the wrong person for this movie. Yeah. I think he was way too quiet and timid. And there's a lot of times in this movie to where like, there's a part to where they're good. They're going to escape. And he looks at the skinhead girl and he's like, sorry about your friend. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, I know it's, it's like trying to make like a, a relationship there. Right. Why, like it's I to took be it like, as in hey, like, cause he's lost blood. I just thought it was yeah. him being weak. But he's like that the whole rest of the movie. Like yeah. he's telling the his pep talk or whatever, and he was like, and then Richard Lazio was like, "I'm just gonna do this," and then he talks. He, the thing is, the guy has such a way of talking that it, it was like his. We were who were we talking about this with the other day? I think it was on a podcast. It was with Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the way he talks, like either lends itself to a character amazingly uh-huh. like the soft spoken like whatever guy or it's just kind of horrible yeah and in a movie where you're killing nazis slash your friends are getting killed mm-hmm. 
I don't think the soft silent guy is yeah. the one you want. Weird. To... Weirdly enough, like the jujitsu dude, he had this weird where he was very soft spoken. Like, and he, yeah. he could get loud at points, but like during the interview, I just took it as in he was tired or something. But yeah, he was very soft spoken throughout the, the movie. I want to say the jujitsu guy is the guy from Entourage. Not the main guy, but he's like the manager. But I'm not 100% on that. No, he's not Ari. No, no. he's That's the agent. Oh. I, the other guy is someone else. I can't remember his name. The, the guy who runs the bar, is that who you're talking about? No, no, the 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 drummer. Oh. But I don't know. I might be wrong, like I said. Yeah. Because I, I think he might be shorter, but... Everyone else, I think, did great. I think the the female in the punk band, the guitar player, I I think she was kind of horrible. Um, and again, this is going to sound really weird, mm -hmm. and I might catch hell for this, but I'm really surprised there wasn't like a rape aspect in this movie. Yeah, anytime you get, anytime you get like uh, innocent females in like this type of movie. There's always that like undercurrent, right? Yeah. Or undertone. And this didn't even fuck with it. They were like, no, you're dog food. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. So um, it was it was kinda weird. There's also there's a moment we haven't talked about that uh got me good. The rapes. No. <laughs> Which is the uh they're driving in the van and jujitsu dude is like, Hey Tim, you wanna know something that I ain't never told anyone before? The guy's like, uh, sure, man. And he's like, <laughs> just farts. And uh, I thought it, I thought it was coming, but then he did it, and I was like, nice. <laughs> so, I mean, we we do we don't do a lot of stuff. Uh -huh. I mean, we hang out. Well, you hang out a lot more. Yeah, we all work together, but it's like passing gas is like normal or whatever. Uh -huh. But the reaction they all had to that dude letting out the smallest fart I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because it was just like a poop, you know? Like, it wasn't like a <laughs> decent fart. And they were like, oh, God, roll the windows out again. And I was like, that's one fart, guys. Uh -huh. Come on. I was like, man, be busting ass all the time. Like, what? So I was just like, but it was kind of funny. But Yeah. There's also, <laughs> when they get to the guy who they're doing the interview with, uh, because they can crash at his house. And uh, the one guy's like, I'm going to bed. And they're like, all right, we're going to drink. And then they put on a record. And it's like loud as shit. Yeah, and I was like, man, yeah. your buddy's trying to sleep. And then it, it literally, you get like a second of music. And then it cuts to the next day. It was so incredibly loud. And like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, even if... So me, you, and Maverick know each other well enough to where we usually think what each we play games even. So we know usually what the other person's thinking uh -huh, half the time. Yeah. Like when we get downed and Mav's the only one up, we know he's not going to come <laughs> yeah. save us. This is not going to happen. He's, he's not resonating. Uh -huh. anybody. But um, I don't see how you could ever be in a social situation, even if you're good friends, and have music playing that fucking loud. Yeah. But in the same aspect, Mav loves to play his music so fucking loud when we're in the car. <laughs> and, it's, and so I can speak to experience. It's annoying as shit. Uh -huh. You can't have a conversation. You can't talk. Everything goes, what? 
What? <laughs> you know, like, so I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like there should have been a relationship in that band. I've never known, like, a female in a band with, like, four other dudes and there not be, like, that person's boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or whatever, right? It's behind the scenes. That's the that's the prequel coming out. Oh. <laughs> but... Just say it. I mean, it, it just happens because you're together all the time. Uh-huh. So, like, uh, I don't know. Like, the lady from Ginger, who's, like, the lead singer. I think she's with the bass player. Yeah. And, like, I, every band like that's kind of like, you know, yeah, they're always with someone Sonic else. Sonic Youth. Let's repair more, you know? Yeah. Well, there's stories. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's... But, uh, fucking... Also, that that punk club is not really like a punk club because during the the when all this shit's going on outside, you get one of the fuck. <laughs> and uh, I I I listen to some low screaming like that, but for the most part, that's not my like. If I'm listening to screaming, it's more of like a high scream, like Dio. <laughs> yeah, like. Ah! <laughs> but you know like uh, like Slipknot one of my favorite bands like that's what I would consider even though he doesn't really have a high scream I mean if you listen to people talk the first two albums that's just him screaming like there is no vocal yeah. performance <laughs> I would say Wait and Bleed is him pretty pretty yeah pretty screaming yeah but uh, nowadays he's got more now, of I will say yeah. he just debuted that new mask and uh which I think is fucking way better than the one he had been rocking since the new album came out that was like the clear mask that he would put face paint under uh this one resembles a lot of uh what's that movie? nightbreed the killer from nightbreed yeah. which uh he says is one of his favorite masks so that makes sense that he would uh, it's pretty good it's i like it and uh i was watching the live performance and Corey, he can sometimes he nails it and sometimes it's like okay you know which i guess with that type of you know vocals and doing it is but he was doing it and i swear to god like he and people were calling out he he just had covid recently which i don't know if that has anything to do with it but there's points in there where he's doing the growls and shit that sounds like iowa and i was like oh shit he's back <laughs> it's like oh fuck but anyway they're supposed to have a new album coming out which is like blasphemy because they do like one every five years or something but they say they got a new one, like, almost done. So. Oh, you think that's because they couldn't tour because of COVID, so they all ran out of money? Maybe. And then there's the whole thing with Joey dying and fucking, uh, I think something else bad happened. The Chris stuff happened before the new album came out, so that's in the past. I think that lawsuit got dropped, by the way, too. Which uh, makes sense. It's one guy versus, you know, clown and... Corey, who have fucking, according to Chris, have been keeping all the assets. <laughs> so, but anyway, all right. Well, that's about the end for this one. Next week, it's Maverick's pick. Oh, and uh, he has a pick. Are you ready for his pick? Uh, yeah, yes. Because, uh, I mean, horror people watch it, and it's part of the horror thing. I wouldn't really consider it a horror movie, but 
I haven't watched this since I was a kid either. Remember going back? Didn't the last movie pick was like a movie we hadn't watched since we were kids? No, that we just did oh. Jurassic Park. That was why I was thinking of that. Um, but anyway, Tyler, we're going all the way back to nineteen eighty-three. Never mind, nineteen eighty-eight. I went, I jumped a little bit uh, with the Michael Keaton classic Beetlejuice. So. It's not a horror movie at all. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a, if you look it up, it's like a comedy fantasy. And then like real small underneath is horror. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know. So, I mean, I've, I've watched horror podcasts where they do it. Once again, this is uh, the Jurassic Park argument where I'm like, eh. Why, why are we letting him pick a movie when he won't even show up or watch <laughs> the movie? Yeah. So we might, we might have a different movie now. Oh actually. yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. We, we got a couple of days where we just edit that out. <laughs> so but it's a shit movie. It's not like a horror at all. I haven't. Like I said, I think I watched it when I was a kid. I don't know if I watched it all the way, but you know, uh, I think they're like. I think they might be remaking it. That seems like some shit they would remake. I mean, they're remaking everything, but. I, the only reason he even brought that up is because people are talking about Beetlejuice now because of Candyman. Because it's the same right. kind of rules. Oh, yeah, yeah well, Beetlejuice is five, right? Or Beetlejuice is three. Three, and Candyman's and Candyman five, five. In the mirror. Beetlejuice, you could just yeah. say that wherever. Yeah. And then that motherfucker pops up. <laughs> it's, yeah, and he's like Drop Dead Fred or whatever. It's something. Who's the guy no in it, too? The guy is what? someone famous, right? Is it Alec Baldwin? No. Or no, Baldwin's uh, in... Uh, it is. Pixar, is it? Baldwin. He's the dad. Oh, He's shit, not the yeah, bad person. And then the the bad guy's the principal from Ferris Bueller. Uh-huh. And I can't think of what else. I think he was in Problem I think Alec Baldwin is... Is he in this, too? Where are you, you motherfucker? I guess not. No. Barry Bostwick. I thought he was. I thought uh, Alec Baldwin was the husband in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but he's not. No, that's silly. Yeah, it's not. Brad. There's no way this is a horror film, like <laughs> at all. I don't know why people even consider it. Is it because it deals with death? The so they call it a horror. I mean, film. it's like uh, it's like how uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is a horror movie, but yeah. or Coraline. Coraline's more. Have you seen Coraline? I've seen parts. I've never watched it all the way through. That's a scary fucking movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Beetlejuice isn't. Like, I don't... Hey. I don't, I don't know. I'll watch well, it. Well, maybe it really is get you. I can't do Beetlejuice. But isn't that... That's how he sounds, right? He's like, hey, come here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, isn't that rated R? Doesn't he cuss in this? No. I don't no? Think so. Okay. Pretty sure it's like PG-13. Oh. Well, we're going to be on a... Because my movie is going to be from the 70s. So we're going to have two weeks in a row with some, some classics. So my my movie my movie is going to be a gem. Maverick is going to hate it. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, that's good because he's not going to watch it anyway. <laughs> so, and we'll find it. It's, it's rated PG. Yeah, but it, is that like... Real PG, or is that when PG was like you showed tits and shit, and then they hadn't? 
No, this is like real PG. Yeah. Like literally they play this whole movie uh on like TNT. Like uncut. Uncut, yeah. They like, have to edit out. They have to edit out like Jesus Christ. They're like Jeebus or something. <laughs> like there's a weird scene where he like there's a lady who's cut in half and he's like looking at her legs. Uh huh. That's like the the closest it gets to like sack <laughs> or whatever. Okay. All right. I just I just hate Winona Ryder so much. Haven't we watched her in something else that we've done on the show? I don't think so. Stranger Things. Uh, was she, but we haven't talked about that. Was she in one of the Texas Chainsaw movies? No. All right, I'll do a quick. She's in Edward Scissor's hands. We haven't done we that. Haven't we haven't done Dracula. Haven't done Beetlejuice too. <laughs> uh, maybe she, maybe she isn't. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, next week we brought her up though. We've had to because I always complain about yeah. her. So she's the the female Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> so next week, uh, Beetlejuice. Let's see. So when this comes out, I guess Monday, uh, fucking Jurassic Park, we did that. So go listen to our review of Jurassic Park. Uh, I wonder if we should release that as a smoke I, break. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Once again, like we said, the argument about is horror not horror. I don't know. Maybe we should make a whole new bracket for it, like fan requests or, but like think of a better title. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm good with titles. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for watching. Literally light up. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Go read, uh, the boys. Why does he look cross-eyed? <laughs> he fucking, fucking uh, dude looks dumb in these books. I mean, Huey, that was his name. I was having trouble remembering his name. You want to know, I'm through book one, okay? Uh, of the boys? Yeah, of the boys. Huey and Starlight had one scene. They're not, they don't know each other, like, or a thing. Like, Huey and the boys didn't fight any of the boys <laughs> in book one. They go to, like, Russia, and they fight, like, some B-level superheroes. To get to let like the boys know, hey, we're coming. <laughs> but anyway, what uh, where what's the ETA on your mask? The new it's supposed to be here October eighth. October eighth. Yeah. So I wonder if they're trying to get it to you for Christmas or Halloween. I don't know. They're like, ah, we'll get it to you in time, buddy. Yeah. You're like the way it, two weeks ago. the way it looks like uh, it looks like a night. It looks like I mean it's gonna be better than these two masks i mean price wise it better be but it looks like it's gonna be like a hard mask you know it's gonna get here it's gonna be a rubber and i'm like ah but well, i mean yeah it's probably gonna be like some form of latex but it's probably gonna be i don't think like so. boot latex not i think it's gonna be a hard mask. Hard man i know it's the freddy versus jason one where he's got like freddy's claws scratched over his face which uh I keep I, I keep one I was confused. I'm sorry. I thought you ordered the the Texas chainsaw one. Oh no. But I forgot it's a Jason. Yeah. Mask. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it's hard. Yeah. 
Hopefully it's a real fucking match. I would hope right? so, like, yeah. Which, uh, Freddy versus Jason, I I might just pick it solo one week. Because you don't really need to watch, like, the series up to that point. But it's really good. I like it. So I might just pick it solo one week. It's not, it'll be a while, because like I said, I still got, like, five movies that are in the, in the queue. So we should do one movie a year. Where we get to pick it, and it's, uh, we'll call it bonus check. And it's just a random movie that we want to, I mean, this doesn't have to be your bonus check, right? Because that's kind of fitting uh-huh. for the channel. Because there's a movie, like, we all have a movie that we love and everyone else hates. Yeah. So, I think mine might be Alien vs. Predator. I fucking love that movie. Really <laughs> it's good. so good. Like, Every time you bring it up, people are like, mm. yeah. I'm and then like, by the end, you're like, I hope the predator bangs that chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you watch the second one, you're like, what did they the second do? one's not good. Me and dad went to yeah. the theater to watch it. And we were like, what is this shit? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. my first pick is going to be Nightcrawler. <laughs> just I, just, I mean, I don't Maverick know. We'll just, pissed. we'll just do it like we, we do, uh smoke break yeah we tried to do a family tradition in my house a while ago where we were gonna do a thing where like once a month everyone got to pick a movie you know and we would watch the movie and did your mom ruin this yes because my movie (laughs) i picked tenacious d in the pick destiny okay and so first off my mom was not happy to sit through that because jack black and kyle gas that whole movie fuck shit dick (laughs) like the whole time my dad then proceeds to break the rules to begin with because he picks two. He picks Porky's and Porky's 2. And we've watched that as a double feature. And uh, then it's my, mo- my mom never picked a movie. She just uh, never... So we never had a third movie night because my mom never picked one. Yeah, but if you had a book club, I bet your mom would pick a book. Right? Fucking bitch. Um, she just likes different media. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, thanks for watching. <laughs> well, you know what her movie would be. Well, yeah, it was either going to be uh, Grease, Grease or it was going to be uh, fucking uh, Urban Saturday Night Fever. Those are like her two movies. There's a theme here. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, anyway. You sounded so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, I know. All right. My, mom, my mom's retarded. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Go check out Green Room. It's a good movie. And we'll see you... Uh, Next week for Beetlejuice. For Beetlejuice. What? Okay. Yeah. It only made three million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a shame. Yeah.